Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Super Review Show's Mixed Bag coming to you live once again from the JK. Just a reminder, everyone. We the best podcast. podcast. We're keeping it low-key tonight, ladies and gentlemen, because last week was so much fun. We're going to be a little bit more low-key this week. I'm joined, as always, by my good man, Bill Murphy. What's going on, folks? Uh, First, a couple things. First out, shout out to my friend, Allie, for coming on last week. Yes, thank you, Allie, again for coming on. You you did awesome. So happy. Yeah, show, hopefully she'll be on in the future. I got on again in the future. Yes. Um, and crushed. second of all, we all wish, we all hope you had a awesome 4th of July. Yes, to our American listeners and viewers, hope you had a wonderful 4th of July. And to our Canadian listeners, this past Friday, we hope you had a nice Canada Day. Yes, Canada Day. Love we we still it. love you guys. We love you guys. You guys are outstanding. You'll yeah. love to see it. So, yeah. Bill, what is tonight's topic? Okay, you remember a couple weeks ago, we did a topic of people who you thought were one-hit wonders, but they're not. Correct. Today, we're doing the opposite. People who you didn't think were one-hit wonders, but they are. Yes. yes so, yes, okay, yes. I just want to give you some context here. One, we are only going by U.S. charts. We are only going by U.S. charts here. And, like, because there are some bands who may have had only a one-hit wonder. Okay, one-hit wonder is described as, like, a number one hit. But, no, it's described as only one top 40 single. Mm, so, we correct. are only going off of the American charts. Yeah, because we're, we're in the U.S., so. These countries, these bands do have... They do have higher chart ticks um, hits in other countries, but we're just talking about the U.S. today. And it consider it America's two-day belated birthday gift. Um, ah, there we go. Anyway, and also we are not knocking the quality of these bands or the quality nope. of these songs. We're just telling you these were their only one-hit wonders. So, and I'm dilly-dallying. JT, are you ready to start, my friend? Because we actually do have the same one to start off, don't we? We do. And we're talking you know what tonight. Means? What does that mean, Bill? It means one, two, three. We, we swipe right! We swipe right! Been a little while, buddy. Been a little while. Allie and I somewhat swiped right last week. Haha, <laughs> that's right. But tonight we're, we're talking friends. about Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. If I told you beforehand that Jimi Hendrix was a one-hit wonder, would you believe me? At first, I'd be like, huh, maybe. But go on. <clears throat> Jimi Hendrix's only number one, uh, only top 40 hit was 1968, All Along the Watchtower. Yep, which is not even his song, by the way. It's Bob Dylan's. It was a cover by Bob Dylan. And I don't know if this is an unpopular opinion or a popular opinion, I actually like this version better than Bob Dylan's. A lot of people do. I've listened to both versions too, but this one, this one's very good. But like after Jimi Hendrix died, Bob Dylan started playing a more heavy arrangement of this song. Mm, that's true. So yeah, all on the watch tower. It only, it only hit number 20. On the billboard charts. Correct. On the billboard hundred, it only hit number 20. Wow, interesting. I didn't know that. So technically, Jimi Hendrix is a one-hit wonder. The very and he's had a lot of other great music too. If you've not heard heard of Jimi Hendrix, get on it, guys. He's one of the best guitarists of all time. Oh, too. 
I do love all on the Watchtower. I also really like Hey Joe. Hey Joe's a good one. Purple hey, Haze. Joe. Purple Haze is awesome. Yes, Electric Landlady. The whole album's great. But you know what? Do you think maybe Jimi Hendrix, you know, someone like the great Jimi Hendrix, maybe top charting hits don't really mean much? Maybe not, honestly. I mean, it's hard to say because I, mean, I, I look at... So for some people, the Hot 100 means something to them. For some people, it doesn't. For some people, it's just the quality of the music means a lot to them. And honestly, Jimi Hendrix's music in general has been is definitely one of the some of the best guitar playing of all time. He was definitely a pioneer of the of the instrument as well. It's just like Eric Clapton was just like, you know, you know, um Pete Townsend, you know, people like that of the of that era. But he I think, yeah. I think Jimi Hendrix agree or disagree is one of the top five greatest guitarists of all time. I agree. I absolutely agree. I put him up there with Eric Clapton. Yep. Stevie Ray Vaughan. Pete Townsend of The Who. Exactly. Keith Richards of the Rolling Stones is another one. Oh, absolutely. You know what we got to do one day? What do we got to do? I actually just came up with this idea. What do you got? And we do this on a couple of my sports podcasts um, for Batter Up. Shout out to them. They do awesome work. Um, Listen to them. They're really good. They're on their YouTube channel. But yeah, go ahead. We pick a team. Yeah, they pick a team and they do like what's called a Mount Rushmore. Oh yeah, okay. Mount Rushmore of like who are the greatest players of this? And maybe one day we should do a Mount Rushmore of like greatest guitarist, greatest vocalist. Good idea. I'm writing that idea down right now. So maybe we'll we'll do that one day. Maybe we'll do it next week or something like that. Who knows? We'll see what kind of mood we're in. Yeah, we'll, we'll, well, next week hasn't come yet, so. Yeah, we, 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 we just started this week, so Yeah, we just started this broadcast tonight. So, so let's okay. not so let's not think about next week yet. No. No. Um, but anyway <clears throat> um anyway folks, um yeah, so I think all Jimi Hendrix will go down as one of the greatest guitarists and all on the watchtower is Incredible. Yeah. But um you know what what line I really love in that song? Um going going Is this man come drink my wine, plow man, dig my earth going. Let's start talking falsely now. The hour's getting late. The hour is getting late. Yep. It is a great song. It so, is. Yeah, that is what we're starting off with. Jimi Hendrix. All right, since we both kind of swiped right on that, well, what's your what's your next pick? Just we'll go back and forth. Okay, my next one is the Grateful Dead. Oh, interesting. And I a band to- that I truthfully a band that I have never gotten into. Really, I, I, I probably should though. To be honest, yeah. I'm not really a big Deadhead either. I'm not. The, I mean, I, I have nothing against them. Do I think they're? Do I acknowledge their greatness? Yes, but I just I haven't like gotten into them. I think Jerry Garcia is one of the most underrated front men in rock and roll history. Oh, I, I agree with you hundred percent. I think Jerry Garcia is very underrated. Um, but but um, yeah, I want to give a shout out to a few friends of mine for this one. Um, one is my very good friend Vinny, the one you met at the Who concert. Yes, good old Vinny, shout out. 
Vinny and his dad are both deadhead, and his dad Steve, they're both big deadheads. Wow. So that's for you guys. And he even told me to put that on the list. So thank you, Vinny. Thank you. And also a shout out to my old college friend, Sasha, who is also a big deadhead. So Sasha, if you are watching, that is for you. Um, so anyway, so their only number, their only top 40 hit was 1987, Touch mm-hmm. of Grey. Yep, that's correct. Was Touch of Grey. Which part? Which peaked at number nine hmm. on the Hot 100? On the on the Hot 100. That's crazy. And also, I left something out here. Um, we're also we're only when we talk about number ones, we're only talking about those on like the mainstream charts. Like on the top 100, we're not talking about like the rock charts or anything. We're only talking about the top yeah. 100. Yeah, Just well, wanted to make that clear to our listeners. Yep, all good. So, what do you got? But what's so anyway? Yeah, touch of gray, like because the deadhead, the the dead were such a big staple in like the sixties. Yeah, they were such a big staple in like the sixties and in the and in the seventies and in the eighties. Like, I remember I was listening to this. I randomly watched this thing after Jerry Garcia died on YouTube when it said, by the 60s, dead were breaking out. Number 70s, they were a mainstay. By the, at the, in the 80s, they had a top 10 hit. And by the 90s, the dead were rich. <laughs> but you know what? It's like, you want to know something? It's, um, you've heard the song Touch of Grey. I have. It's a good song. It is. But you want to know something? It's like to a lot of deadheads, if you if they ask you what your favorite what your favorite dead song is, and you say "Touch of Grey," they will give you dirty looks. Oh yeah, because it's regarded as their big hit, correct? Yeah, because you know it took them over twenty years to to get a top ten hit. That's a long time if you really think about it, Bill. Because I mean, most people like they have like a hit throughout their career. They hit every like couple of years. Now it's every couple of months with certain people because the way they the way they produce things. But back then, the fact that when did the Grateful Dead come out? Nineteen sixty. What year was it? Five. Um, I'll tell you in a second. Let's check really quick. Oh, 65, I was right. How about a total guess too? I forgot. Um, so um, the Grateful Dead. And and but they have, they have Dead and Company now, which are still like you know touring. But Grateful Dead, the fact that they had a number like a, a big chart hit back then, that high up late in their career, really shows you the longevity of the band. And because most people like I'll give you an example, like Bruce Springsteen, who had his, his first Hot 100 hit was in 1975 with Born to Run, the title track. Then. Two or th- like five years later, you get Hungry Heart, but he at least said consistent through, consistently throughout the seventies and eighties into the early nineties, but in the mid nineties too, if you want to count like Secret Garden and stuff like that. But the fact that the Grateful Dead did not have a top ten or top what's it? You said top forty hit or top ten? Well, both. That was their only top forty hit. Well, there you go. So the fact that they only had a top forty hit that 
late in their career really shows you how how good music can be even so late in their career. I, I personally have not gotten it. I can't really comment too much, but to me that shows you how good the band is. I have not it shows you yeah. like late career hits, they happen once in a while, but it's very, very rare. Oh yeah, like it's I mean, you look at something like Fleetwood Mac's Rumors, for example. Fleetwood Mac's Rumors, just on a quick side note, the, their no, only number one hit song was Dreams in 1977. And obviously it was off Rumors that had a ton of big great hits, but their last top 40 hit was is in 1987 as well, with Everywhere, uh, Little Lies, stuff off that album, Tango in the Night. So it shows you how good, even though bands form so early on in like time, if you will, but they still hit later on in their career. And this is just another testament of that. Yeah, but that really shows you because if you look at something, yeah, these people are not one-hit wonders, but if you look at something like the Beach Boys, who had their number one hit in 66 or 60, was Good Vibrations in 66 or 67? Good Vibrations was 66, if I'm not mistaken. Because they had 64, 65, 66, and then 88 was Kokomo. And then they didn't get another number one hit until t- almost 20 years later with Kokomo. Yeah, that's another example of it. So, and But, you know, as Todd in the Shadow says, you know, shout out to him. He says, late career hits are possible, but they're very rare. Yeah. <clears throat> but um, the Beach Boys was a good example, Adam. I'm glad you brought but that But you up. know what? Grateful Dead is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yes, they are. They were inducted in 1994. Yep. Right. Before Jer- Jerry Garcia sadly passed away. Yes. Um, rip, rip to Jerry Garcia. But you know what? Like I was saying about like the debt, the big deadheads. Like yeah. there was a okay. I'm not getting political here, JT. I promise I'm not. But just bear with me for a second. What do you got? Um, during the 2016 election, there were these things called the Bernie versus Hillary memes. I don't know if you ever saw this. Um, I have not seen them now. And one of them was. What is your favorite? Like they would ask them like random questions in the meme, and one of them was, "What is your favorite Grateful Dead song?" And Bernie was answering all the, was answering like all the ones that like the big deadheads know, and mm. and Hillary in the meme was like again not getting political. Um, Hillary in the meme was like, "I love Touch of Grey." Ah, it's funny. Because that is sort of like, like I said, if you tell a lot, I'm guessing from what I'm gathering, if you tell a lot of deadheads that your favorite song is Touch of Grey, they're going to give you some weird looks. Because, Definitely. Because, like, the deadheads are very devoted. And they literally follow the Grateful Dead around the world. Like, again, my, my friend Sasha, she sees, I think she sees them, like, once a year, if that, like, maybe more than that. And you know, I have a I have a very dear family friend who sees them like once, twice a year. Yeah, I mean, and, their fan their fan base is very devoted. If you if you if you were not aware, and you know what's something that I find interesting? What did you know? They changed their set list for like every concert. I I actually did know that. I, I was looking at then then Den Company plays <laughs> other things, but the Grateful Dead themselves that that was one of the most interesting interesting things about them was that they play all these different songs. Oh, absolutely. Like, so, like, you know, if your favorite song is Touch of Grey, if you go to a show, they might not play it. Right. Whereas, like, that that's what I love about certain artists. I'm just going back to Springsteen for a sec. The dude's set list changed pretty much every show. I, you can go see The Grateful Dead or Bruce Springsteen. 
and he'll play this two completely different sets both nights. You hear? Will, will Bruce still play like Born to Run or not every it, night? He'll still play Born to Run. He'll play Hungry Heart. But like that's really, as far as the order goes and stuff like that. As far as the Grateful Dead goes too, their set list will change all the time. Metallica does the same thing too. Like Metallica's, <laughs> they 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 have to they have to play Under Sam and they have to play Master Puppets. But the order of the set changes too. It's very interesting how they do that. For how, Grateful Dead, Metallica, Bruce. Would you ever see Dead and Company or no? I'm on the, I, I I just don't. I'm, I'm not gonna say no because I, I just I, I I'm not familiar with enough of their stuff. You know, well, Bill, this, this same, is where Bill comes in. I'm in the same boat though. I'm not a deadhead. Uh, like I would, like you know, I would probably like I, like I know a few of their songs. Like this is probably a band that I respect more than I like. If that makes sense. Like I don't dislike sense. them. No, no, no. Of course. But, but you know if. If my um, if Vinny or Sasha or my family friend said, "Hey, I have an extra see Dead and Company," would you go? I'd go to check it out. It would be cool. I, I, I would go. It's, to... a big, it's a big enough band where they tour in big places. They play Bethel Woods. They play at like you know stadiums as well too. So, like I would go. I would go check it out. I just wouldn't know any of the songs. That's the unfortunate part. No, but I would. Yeah, but um, you we know. But yeah, but yeah, the Grateful Dead are technically a one-hit wonder. Yeah, which is crazy. How many? Even though they have so many other good songs, like Uncle John. Uh, what's that one? Uh, Box of Rain is that what it's called? Yeah, and you want to with the Grateful with the uh, Touch of Grey? Have you ever seen the music video for it? I have not. It's no. very trippy. I haven't. Had- and you want to know something? I was actually listening to that song a lot during quarantine. Oh, geez. Well, because, okay, well, first they're trippy. It's like they show the band, then they have the band like disintegrating to skeletons and they're playing the mess of the song. Oh, geez, really? Yeah, the, but like I said, during quarantine, because of the line, we will get by. Yeah. The, we will get by. Do, 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 do. I will survive that song. Yeah. Um, but, you know, because that song was basically telling me, hey, we'll get by. It's a good message. We will get by. So. But, um, yeah, that's. Very interesting pick, bud. Very interesting pick. Thank you. And, again, Vinny, Steve, other Steve, Sasha, that was all for you. You're welcome. Um, Is it my turn? <laughs> Over to you, buddy. All right. So the Grateful Dead, if you, have, if you haven't checked the Grateful Dead, check them out. And uh, if, if you see Dead and Company on the road, and if they stop by your town or city, check them out. Are you ready? Ready. Now, Bill's not going to be happy with this pick, but I did some research and because a lot of people only know them for this one song, which was it's it reached number six in the Hot 100, but all their other okay. songs. I got the baseball bat ready. Do it. Okay. Okay. This band has... We've had other hits too. Really top 40 hit. Nirvana, if you think about it. They have Smells Like Teen Spirit and all the other stuff didn't chart as high as that. You know, well, they still go in the top 40 or? No, yeah. Smells Like Teen Spirit, the chart hit, it was number six on the Hot 100. Whereas Come As You Are or Lithium or something, like that, that stuff didn't chart as high. They tried in like the 50s. 
Oh, okay. I'll allow this. Okay, that that just want to let you know. That's fine. Uh, I did some research, and and that, that's why I was like, "What are you bringing up Nirvana for?" But like, anyways, um, Nirvana. Someone out there might correct me on the actual like chart hit position or whatever. Like, oh, it only charted. No, but "Smells Like Teen Spirit" was that song that just lasted. Like the song itself. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the chart as we talk. Forgive me. We're, we're, we're keeping it low key tonight. So on the Hot 100, it reached number six on the Billboard Hot 100. That means the mainstream was listening to it all over the all over the U.S. all the time. And Kurt Cobain hated it. Uh, he hated the song. He he to this day. I mean to this day. I mean Chris Novoselic and um, Dave Grohl barely. I mean they barely talk about it too. Because I mean, Dave will barely talk about it because Nirvana was such like a different time. It was such a unique time for him as a band. But I will say though, I know that Bill thinks overrated. I I don't think they're necessarily overrated per se. I think that I think smells like Teen Spirit makes them think they're overrated. But I mean, it is amplified whining though. You are correct. Because have you noticed that Dave Grohl barely talks about Nirvana? No, he only talks about Foo Fighters, which I, I totally get. I totally understand why. Because Courtney Love is still a pain in the ass to him. I didn't know that really. Yeah, no, like, they actually compared the feud between Dave Grohl and Courtney Love to the feud of Paul McCartney and Yoko Ono. Did they really? Yeah, but I think nowadays, I want to say that Dave Grohl and Courtney Love, I think they patched things up. But, no, like, there was... I, I, a, I hope they would, you know. Like, there was a... um. There was a um a time I, I forgot what exactly it was said, but somebody yelled something to Courtney Love when she was on stage. And she said, if you want that, go to a fucking food fighters concert. Oh my god. Like and also um and speaking of Paul McCartney, um after after Hurricane Sandy hit, there was actually a um um Paul McCartney, Dave Grohl, and Pat and Krishna Selleck. At the twelve 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 concert, they did a Nirvana reunion, and they did the song, a song called "Cut Me Some Slack," and and Courtney Love said she was not amused. Wow, that's a shame. And you know what? The the thing is, it's like okay, like comparing Courtney Love to Yoko Ono. At least Yoko Ono has mellowed out. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I think Courtney Love has mellowed out because I know Paul and Yoko have patched things up. Um. Of course, they have. I want to say Dave Grohl and and um, Courtney Love patched things up, but I'm not 100. percent I think they're at least civil with each other because there was an incident that mm-hmm. she actually that she was actually saying on Twitter. I think that Courtney that Dave Grohl was flirting with her daughter, and that led to a giant. There was a petition that even her own daughter signed to get her banned from Twitter. Oh, wow. So if your own child wants you banned from a social media platform. That's crazy. But, um, but yeah, um, but yeah, but, um, I never, I, I thought they had a few other top 40 hits. I guess I was wrong. I, I did some research beforehand and Smells Like Teen Spirit was the only, like, top 40 hit they had whereas come as you are lithium breed stuff like that like was all very in the high 50s but it never reached the top 40 i found that out 
That's interesting. Well done. The more you know. So I, I had no idea until it was, we talked about we picked this topic tonight. It was pretty good. All right. It's over to you, my guy. What do you got? Okay. You know what I got? Um, what do you got? Okay. You're going to find this one interesting. Yeah. White Stripe. Now, what do you think their top 40 hit would be? Seven Nation Army. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. Really? What do you got? It's actually a song. I've never heard it until I was looking up. It's called Icky Thump. I've heard of it. But it smells like Teen, uh, it smells like teen Spirit. But, um, but Seven Nation Army is so played so much. If you go to any sporting event, you hear the oh. Yeah, all because of that bass line they came up with. And yeah, totally. I, but you know what? I think that only chart in the. I think that only chart at. Hold on, give me one second, okay? Um, yeah, take your time. Um, White Stripes is a great band too, by the way. Jack White, he's great. It did. It hit number seventy six on the. Bill Ford Hot 100. Yeah. It hit number one on the U.S. Alternative Air Flight. Yep. I mean, um, I'm talking about Seven Nation Army. And it hit number 12 on both the U.S. Mainstream Rock and the U.S. Hot Rock and Alternative Singles. I'm pulling that up for you right here. In the U.K., the Seven Nation Army hit number seven. Wow. That's I think crazy. I'm like the main charts. And on the UK indie charts, it hit number one. But wow, Icky Thump, which is a song I've never heard of, mm-hmm. actually did better on the top forty in the US. It hit number twenty six. Did it really? Yeah, you're right. Does it right there? <clears throat> but you know what? It's like. Yeah, like technically they are one hit wonder, but people hear more people in Seven Nation Army more all the time than this song. Yeah, they do hear more. They do hear more that. They do hear more that song than than what you call it. Um, than this than Iggy Thump, and also interesting story. Sorry, yeah, not need to get political. Um. Trump in 2016 as campaign rallies played Seven Nation Army. Mm-hmm. And he did not get the licensing from the White Stripes. To use it? To use the song. You got to get the licensing. And right, of course. And because the irony is because Jack White, his name is, right? Yep, correct. Jack White is like a staunch liberal. He's like a big liberal. Yeah, he was not too thrilled, but I think he was selling like hats that said "Icky Trump" to get back at him. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, again, not getting political, but you got to admit that's kind of clever, though. That is but, clever. I will give him that. Yeah, but anyway, like we don't mind. We don't care what your views are, folks. We still love you, and we're glad you're watching us. Um, yes. But, yeah. Um. But yeah, like you would think Seven Nation Army would be the big hit. 
You would think that, but it was not, apparently. Because you hear that song every time you go to a sporting event. Oh. Yeah. Every time you hear that. Even over in Europe, guys. Even in Europe, people play that, that riff. They think of that riff and they just play it. They, they Vocally, they chant it. It's crazy. And the Icky Thumps song, it hit number one on the UK indie charts and number two on the UK singles chart. Interesting. Again, we are only counting them as one hit wonders in the context of the US. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. Icky. So, yeah. White Stripes is a one hit wonder. Wow. And I, not I, the song I, you thought it would be. No, I thought it would be something else. You thought it was going to be Seven Nation Army, didn't you? I did. I would. I thought it was going to be that. My hair, guys. All right. Over to you, bud. Well, forgive me. I'm pulling up my list as we talk. Forgive me, guys. No, I do too. So, why don't you go next? Because I've I have to I have to pull up my list still. I lost it on my phone. Want to go next? Okay. What do you got? Uh, well, I've back. Oh, I my list. Back. I'm a loser, baby. Yeah, that was his only number. His only top forty hit. That's it? That was his only top 40 hit. Hit number 10 in 1994. The more you know. I this don't know. Ben. Rain the with Bill. Rain the with Bill. Ow! If you could guess the parody of that song, JT, what do they win? They win your respect. In my respect. Isn't that a great prize to have? It is. It's, winning his respect, guys, is pretty good. Yeah, but, you know, Beck has won a couple Grammys, I think. Oh yeah, he's won a couple of Grammys he, for for certain albums that came out <laughs> recently. But yeah, yeah, I think it was in twenty fourteen. I want to say. Hold on, let me look that up. Yeah, take your time. Um, hold on, I'm gonna look at something real quick. Um, I got my I got my list ready. Go ahead. Okay. Um, award denominations. But yeah, he won a Grammy for. Actually, he didn't win a Grammy for "Loser." He did not win the Grammy for that. He won the Grammy for a song called "Where's It At." Really? And he won about let's see, three, four, five, six, seven. He's won eight Grammys. That's a lot. No. One of them, I want to say it was in 2015 when he won two Grammys. Um, yeah, you, Kanye West stormed the stage again as a joke, like what he did to Taylor Swift. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then later on on Twitter, he went, that should give one of his Grammys to Beyonce to show respect for artists. Yeah, we, we, we reference that a lot, but it's true. It's just, it was like, Dude, terrible. shut up. And, like, seriously, again, if I'm Jay-Z, I'd be like, is Kanye obsessed with my wife? Yeah. So, but yeah, um, I've never really got into Beck. I think his music's a little weird, but maybe the people who like him just see things I don't. And if you like and if you like that, good for you. I mean, Beck, I really know him only for Loser. That's it. He's had a few other songs. Like I said, I'm sure he's a nice guy. If you 
If you like him for reasons I can't see, that doesn't mean you're stupid. That doesn't mean you're a terrible person. It just means you see something in him that I don't. And good for you. Like we always say on this channel, all art is subjective. All art is subjective. Am I right? Perfect now, right? All right. How are you, bud? Are you good? Yeah, I'm done with that. Go on. The village people. Let me guess, YMCA. Everyone, well, yeah, well, here's the thing. YMCA, yes. That's like their only big hit, as far as chart-wise goes. But let's not, I mean, they've had other songs as well. They have Macho Man and whatnot, you know. And was but, in the Navy YMCA? I mean, um, village people? It was. I'm looking it up right now. In the Navy was in the Navy. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, no. In the Navy reached number three. I take that back. When did YMCA hit? Let's check, shall we? YMCA reached number two. How about that? You know what? I'll allow this. I will allow this. Um, All right. Fair enough. I'll allow it. Because Full disclosure, if you can't tell already, this is a hard list to make. But this, honestly, YMCA was their big hit, but that's really all they're known for. Whereas they have Macho Man, they have In the Navy, there's other songs by them as well. But everyone just goes to YMCA as it is. Everyone goes to YMCA. Everyone gravitates. It's, it's a wedding staple song. It's a party song. It's everyone's song. It's a it's a song that everyone knows and everyone knows the dance moves too. If you're old enough, good for you. You know what I mean? No, like at the Yankee game, you know, between the sixth and seventh inning, they play this. Correct. They 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 do that. Young man, when you need to feel down, I say, young man. Yeah, that is like one of my favorite parts of the game. It is. It's a great time of the game. Now, like um, he's playing the Yankee game with me, he's seen me doing the. Say at the YMCA. Yeah, but they're only known for that. They're only known for that one song. So, um, but yeah, so the village people are YMCA. Come on, so there you go. Young Men's Christian Association. Yeah, that's what it stands for. Yeah, it's what it's what it stands for, guys. Um, that's really all I got. For them, so I'd want to mention them too because of like, because everyone knows YMCA, but no one, everyone forgets about like in the Navy and stuff like that. Okay, um, Wait, what do you got? Okay, one is okay. I got about four more. All right, why don't you share with me all of them? Because forgive me, this list was difficult for me to make tonight. So you you can share the rest of yours. <clears throat> yeah, this will be more conversational now. Um, okay, go ahead. Rush. Really? Yeah. And what song would you think it is? Is it Tom Sawyer? Nope. Is it Closer to the Heart? Nope. It's New World Man. What? That short number 21 in 1982. Are you serious? I am dead serious. What? I am dead serious. Are you? No way. Are you serious? Do I look like I'm joking? No, you're not. 
I know you're not. I just can't believe that. That's crazy. What is it under? 1982 Signals? Yep. And first I want to say... What is um, it called? No, um, New... Hold on. New World Man, I think. I got it right here. New World Man. Yeah. Okay, I got it right here. <laughs> Talk to me, bud. What do you got? No, I've never really heard this song because I'm not a huge Rush fan. Yeah, I, mean, I like I will, them. I'm not the biggest Rush fan either. But I will say, rest in peace, Neil Perth. Yes, Neil Part. My my aunt was actually at their last show at the Forum in L.A. Right before he died? No, no but yeah, but the last tour they did, yeah. Really? Yeah, so she saw, she saw him before he died. That must be pretty sad. She, she, was, she said it was very rough. How many days later did he die? I forget, actually. He died in 2020, January of 2020. Yeah, that was tough. That was a rough time. But you know what? I'll say this with Rush. I thought it was going to be Tom Sawyer as well. I thought it would be Tom Sawyer as well. Yeah, January 7th, 2020. Can you check where um, where it charted, please? Which one? Tom Sawyer. Sure. Anyways, Rush is a really good band, guys. If you haven't gotten into Rush, check out Rush. My buddy Vinny, I think he's seen them a couple times. He, they're a really good, really good band. Truthfully, uh, hold on. Forgive us, everyone. For, for, if you're listening to us, forgive us. We're just we're, we're 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 playing it loose tonight. So come on, let's get used loose. Run it back, and there ain't no use. Gotta get feet on the ground. Cause where we like to party, we only wanna get down. Yeah, so yeah. Tom Sawyer. Song. Perfect. Here we go. What do you got? Check um charts. Wow. That's crazy. It only reached number 44 on the Hot 100. It just missed the top 40. Just missed it, ladies and gents. And that is what the song is like most known for. What you see about what you need. Yeah, and Tom is like the most well-known song. And you want to know something? When I saw um, Imagine Dragons in 2015, yeah, they actually covered it, Tom Sawyer. How was that? It was interesting. Was it good? Yeah, it was good. All right. I'll get, I, I want to see Magic Dragons too, so. Yeah, they are actually, yeah, they did a really good cover of that song. They're touring a lot too. I, I want to see them. So, I don't blame that. Go, go see them. I'll take you with me. I'm in. All right, That's awesome. All right, so, but, so what's the deal with Rush? Okay, uh, we're done with Rush. Okay. Next one. Twisted Sister. We're not going to take it. Really? Yeah, it hit number 21. That was their only top 40 hit. Well, that makes sense. It's also the most well-known song. You thought it would be I Want to Rock. I did think that. All right, Mr. Sister. Stand up and tell me, no, tell the class, what do you want to do with your life? 
By the way, the SpongeBob parody for Goofy Gooper Rock is so good. You want to? I actually have friends who actually have met D. Snyder. Really? And they say he's actually a really cool guy. That's good to know. Because yeah, so some of these guys, like, because so some of these guys, I think that they're like you know jerks, but. No, I heard D. Snyder is actually a real. No, because I have a friend who met him, and I think she said he's friends with. She's. I think she said she's friends with him. And she would always go to his really, party, and she would always go to his Christmas party. And she would go to his Christmas party. Huh. And she said he is just a really cool guy. Oh, you know. He's a really super nice guy. And. And yeah, I've seen. You know, he's never done drugs, and he doesn't drink at all. No. Wow. He, said, see him? he has a nice cup of Maybelline tea. That's crazy. I didn't know that. And and you want to know something? Um, a couple of years ago, he um he actually um. He did celebrity wife swap. He swapped his wife with Flavor Flav's fiance. Oh my god, really? Yeah, and you know what? He's like when he goes out in public, like him and Flavor Flav's fiance went on a date because they swapped wives. And right. and you know, people have come up to him like, Hey D, I wanna rock! No, thank you, but I'm, let me just enjoy my dinner. <laughs> That's but, funny. Like, he acknowledges his fans, but, you know, I think, like, when he's out with his wife, he's just like, just leave me alone. I want to just have time with my wife. And, yeah, but um, anyway, the song, We're Not Gonna Take It, I think it's just a really good song. It's a really rebellious 1980s song. It really is. And, and actually, funny story about this song, um... When the whole thing in Ukraine started, he actually uh-huh. yep. used this song. And he actually used this song to promote, you know, to tell the Ukrainians to get to basically to say, promote to, you know, fight. And, you know, a lot of the people who are anti-mask during the whole pandemic asked him, well, why didn't you use that song for the anti-mask movement? And then he goes, Okay, one is about people fighting for their homeland righteously. Another, okay, these are not the exact quote, but another is a bunch of babies who just don't want to be inconvenienced. Oh, wow. Wow. D. Schneider's got some heavy swingers down there. All I got to tell you is he's won everything. He's won the internet. He's won television. He's won everything. Good for you, D. Schneider. Yeah. And yeah, he is. Yeah. What is your thoughts on Twisted Sister? I think they're a really good band. I mean, they're known for "We're Not Gonna Take It" and "I Want to Rock." I want to rock, but they have other good songs too. I, I could do a, I, you know, you might just be seeing a, a "Why You Listen to Twisted Sister" video soon. Yeah, like there was actually they had this show called "Rock the Cradle." Yeah, which was a show where they had the offspring of all the of all like these stars from like the eighties and nineties, mm-hmm. like this gentleman, like Dee not like. D. Snyder's son Jesse Blaze Snyder was on it. Yeah, and and one of the topics was 
put a twist on your parent on one of your your parents well most well known songs and there was a song he came out and and D Snyder was like oh no don't do this like he was going to do just I don't want it we're not going to take it he came out with um he came he came out with just a button down shirt goes I'm going to kind of slow it down make it acoustic and D. Snyder and Suzette Snyder, D's wife, are like, oh no, we hope you know what the hell you're doing. Yeah. And they're like, here we go. And he starts out with the, we got, we're not gonna take it. No, we ain't gonna take it. We're not gonna take it anymore. And then they, and then they spit up, we're not gonna take it. You say, no, we ain't gonna take it. And in that round, he actually got into the top spot with that version. That's awesome. Yeah, so I guess D. Snyder is like, whew, maybe it did work. But in that whole reality, so Jesse Blaze ended maybe. up he ended up coming, he ended up coming in second. He ended up coming All right. in second. He Fair lost enough. he actually lost to Kenny Loggins' son, Crosby. Mm. He lost to Crosby gotcha. Loggins. Crosby Loggins. To- Kenny Loggins. I'm sure he's a nice guy. One of the most milk toast artists. Okay, I do like Footloose. Footloose is great. I do like Danger Zone. The Danger Zone. I do like Danger Zone. I do like I'm Alright. Yeah. Have you noticed that Kenny Loggins does a lot with with 80s, does the soundtrack to a lot of 80s movies? Oh, yeah. He's like, he did well, like Caddyshack, wait, was Caddyshack 70s or 80s? 80, 80, it was 1980, yeah. I'm Alright from Caddyshack, Danger Zone from Top Gun, and of course, Footloose from, well, Footloose. Footloose, yeah. Now I gotta cut loose. But yeah, um, D. Snyder is a great, D, the song is absolutely great. It's something that needs you to fire up. Oh yeah. I love that song. It's so good. Okay. On my next one, Sinead O'Connor. Nothing compares to you. You know who originally wrote this song? Prince, right? Correct. Prince wrote this song. (laughs) I didn't know that until a couple years ago. I was in the car with our good friend Justin. Yeah. And he said... Rest in peace, because this was in 2016 and the front play, go, rest in peace, Prince. And I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, he wrote the song. I did not know that. The more you know, kids. Prince wrote nothing compares to you. So this was actually the number, this was her number one hit and her only top 40 single. Yeah. It's such, once you think about it, it's such a heartbreaking song. It really is, if you think about it. It's a really heartbreaking song. And it's really... And it's really, um... It's just really, um... It's heartbreaking. It's a breakup song, I think. I think... Is it? Yep. Nothing compares to you. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, and... You know, poor Sinead O'Connor. She 
went into hiding for a bit after she ripped the picture of the Pope on SNL, and then she disappeared, did concerts here and there. And yeah. then I think about a year or so ago, her son passed away. Ah. Uh. And he and I think she said she's not going to tour again. So poor Sinead uh, O'Connor. Poor Sinead O'Connor. I'm sure she has her issues, but she seems like a lovely person. Um, I'm sure she is. I'm sure she's a lovely. Um, but yeah, okay. I actually, I cheated here. I actually threw another song on the list, if that's okay. Sure, what do you got? Okay. there. It's actually a, where is it? It's here somewhere. It's here somewhere. It's actually... Hold on. I'm sorry. Give me a second. No okay. rush, Bill. Okay. Um Your call is important to us. Please stay on the line. Yeah, thank you for listening to 1-800-COP-BILL. Okay. What do you got? I'm not a big country guy, but I did just think of this. What? Garth Brooks. With Shameless? What? With which one? You would probably think it's the song The River. Okay. Song If Tomorrow Never Comes, or my favorite Garth Brooks song, Friends in Low Places, but his number five is actually a song called Lost in You. Really? Which actually hit number five on the Hot 100. It hit number five on the Hot 100 in 1999. Interesting. Okay. And he's had 19 top hot country singles since 1989, but only one track in the mainstream top 40. Really? So I wish I, I, wish I knew this. Garth Brooks is a one-hit wonder. Yeah, he's got a few good songs that I like. I'm not a huge country music person, but there are a few good songs I like. Yeah, um, he's pretty good. And now, are you ready for the last one? What do you got, Bill? Last one. Here we go. You, I'll give you a hint. You saw him in concert. That could mean anyone. <laughs> okay. You want me to narrow it down? Yes, please. We saw him in concert. Oh, really? Interesting. Michael Bublé? Michael Bublé. He only had one top 40 hit. With Haven't Met You Yet, correct? With Haven't Met You Yet, which charted at number four. Really? No, 24. I'm sorry. Charted at number 24. Oh, what's that? I, I didn't realize it was that high. A bunch of his albums have hit number one, but he only had one top 40 hit. He's so cool. <laughs> You're just saying that because you got to sing with him. That is true. I did, I, I, full disclosure, I did get to sing with Michael Bublé. On uh, my birthday of all days. I remember. I took the video of it, and you said if I didn't film it, you'd throw me off the throttle neck. Correct. If Bill did not get the video that's on YouTube, check it out. On my personal YouTube channel. Um, He'd be doing the show on his own. I'd be doing the show all by myself because Bill would be gone. <laughs> but that's not the case because he recorded anyway. the video. <clears throat> this is actually one of my favorite Michael Buble songs. Yeah. And it's such a fun song. It's such a happy song to sing. It's so fun, Bill. It's so fun. And 
you know what I love? I love the, I kind of love the message of the song. Because if you're someone like me who hasn't had the best track record with the opposite gender. You um, just haven't met them yet. Exactly. Because I think my favorite line of the song yet, I might have to wait. I'll never give up. I guess it's half time and, and the other half's luck. Whoever you are, wherever you, wherever you are, whenever, whenever it's right, you'll come out of nowhere and into my life. Um, so to all the single men out there, don't lose hope. It's hope isn't gone. You're just in the words of Michael Bublé. You just haven't met them yet. Well played, Phil. Well played. You just haven't met them yet. And yeah, Mike- such a fun song too. It really is. By the way, Michael Bublé, if you're out there listening to us, I love you. Thanks for letting me sing with you. And you can reach us at 1-800-GOT-BILL. We should have yes. put that on the back of the flyer. On I should have. Phone. On the signed request of me singing Fly Me to the Moon with him, we should have done that. That would have been great. Yeah, and our seats was so freaking good for that concert. You're welcome. Thank you. That was, yes. like, that was like probably one of the best. That was the two times I have had floor seats for a concert. And you were not disappointed. I was not disappointed either. Yeah, the other time is when I saw Josh Groban. Oh, um, he's, he's touring this year too, by the way. Yeah, he just played in Bethel last night, I think. You think it's coming to Jones Beach too, actually? Yeah, like I wanted to see if my mom wanted to go because I saw him twice, both at Mohegan. And, you know, to be honest, I think Josh Groban is one of those concerts you'd see with your mom. Probably. Um, it's Sam Michael Bublé. Yeah, and you saw him with me. Yes, but you're not my mom, so. <laughs> Remind me, I got to tell you a joke off the off the air. It's kind of funny when you said well, that. Yeah. Well, anyway, well. yeah, so that's my list. Well, thank you, Bill, for saving the show tonight because this is a really difficult list for me. I, I had a hard time coming up with stuff, but Bill say, ended us on a good note tonight with Michael Bublé. So, but that's going to do it for us here at the Superview Shows Mixed Bag. Thank you so much for watching, listening, however you enjoyed us tonight. Thank you so much for streaming and listening all over the world because I check where people are listening and downloading our content. And thank you to all of you around the world for listening to us. And by the way, you can check out Bill at the Sports Insanity Podcast. Check us out. We're on all platforms. He at is the Sports great. Insanity Network. I cannot emphasize enough. These guys do an incredible job over there at the Sports Insanity Network. Oh, they do a sure we're gonna be, It's going to be interesting from here on in. Baseball season's in full swing, no pun intended. Ah, full swing. Football but, uh, season is like Holy shit, football season's only a little more than two months away. Yeah, I saw something online where someone's like, it's only like, how many more Sundays until the Giants start or whatever? And more Sundays. Where is time going, people? We have no idea. So, felt like just yesterday it was winter. Now, now it's summer. July on Monday, so. Oh, crazy. But thank you so much for watching, listening, guys. Have you enjoyed us? And so, for all of us at the Super Show, so make sure you guys stay safe and take care. <laughs>